2: You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello and welcome to the
0: Husker CuzCast Sports Show. This is a Heard at Sports Podcast. Justin here along with the cousins Derek and Tyler. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Husker CuzCast for all podcast updates and more. This is our Purdue preview episode. But before we get into Purdue... Guys, we have a we had some nuggets drop on us uh, yesterday when Matt Rule spoke. Uh, Sunday, when we did our Northwestern recap, we alluded to Billy Kemp is out with an injury and Ethan Piper. Well, yesterday we found out the severity of Ethan Piper's uh, injury, and he is out for the year, along with. Uh, left tackle Turner Corcoran, so the left side of the line is decimated. And then, just for bonus, because the football gods want to fuck with us, we find out that guard Nuelli is out for one to two weeks. Uh, Tyler, what are your thoughts uh, on this news?
1: Well, you know, first I I, I want to start with Turner Corcoran because I think a lot of fans had been really really critical of him, and I felt that last couple weeks he had started to play better and. This injury just really sucks for him as he seemed to be turning it on but as a whole to lose 3 offensive linemen in one week like I don't think I've ever heard of such a thing like I mean you last week you had 5 these 5 guys were starting this week only 2 of them coming back it's just I I can't ever recall getting hit like that in it might. Week. It
0: almost makes sense if they were like riding in the same car together and were in a car accident. They're out, okay?
1: You know that that would have been more believable than yeah. just like play oh Northwestern, yeah, play Northwestern, and just lose three starting offensive line men. Just it it sucks. And, and again, we had talked about like the offensive line in a lot of ways had become the strength of this offense, and it just it yeah sucks.
2: Derek, your thoughts. Well, kudos to Turner Corcoran, who apparently broke his foot uh, at some point during the game and decided to go ahead and finish it out. What a tough son of a bitch! Yeah, no doubt. Uh, it's tough. You, you you hate to lose an offensive lineman, usually, generally speaking, anytime. But to lose three of them, oh wow! I mean, it's it's the only good news is is I I really think Justin Evans Jenkins. Played very admirably, filling in for Piper last week. Latovsky's had plenty of uh, experience playing this year. He's been subbing in for New Ely quite a bit. Uh, they've shared quite a bit of time together. And Prohazka has been, in the past, a good tackle. And now that he's, I don't know, now that he's preparing to be a starter, maybe maybe he can turn a corner this year. Uh but I tell you, we, you can't afford to lose anybody else on offense, period. So there's been the
0: stat going around uh, that it's not a stat. I mean, it's reality. Starting off the year of all of the starters, eight of those starters from the first game are now <laughs> not starting anymore. So we're down to three of the original starters.
2: So Name those three. injuries
0: on this offense.
2: Name those three.
0: Uh, Bryce Benhart, Ben Scott, and uh, Fedoni.
1: Fidoni, was it was it Fidoni or Borchter? I mean, I, I don't know. Hey, we have wow, both, both of them. them. So whoever we you want to them, so. say,
0: I think they both started the uh, first game. Though I think we started double tight end set. But anyway,
2: yeah. Has, mean, has there ever been a time in your that you can remember on either side of the ball that you've had injuries? To this degree, no. Like it's insane, and and here here's what I want to say about it. Like I, I still hear I hear people at work and I hear people on Twitter bitching and moaning about uh, Marcus Satterfield, and I am not a Marcus Satterfield fan. And I hear a lot of people complaining about Henrik Harburg, and I'm going, geez, <laughs> I'm not really sure either one of these guys are really supposed to do because we're down to nothing on offense.
0: Yeah, and we're still four and three. We still have yeah. a winning record.
2: I mean, it's it's because of the defense, and we all sure. know that. But we've known that even healthy, even even when we were healthy, we knew the defense is what was going to keep us in these games. So I
0: want to go back to something uh, that we discussed about the offensive line before the season started. Uh, we finally. Figured out that we have a lot of depth there. There's a lot of good dudes on the offensive line, and we're like, hey, we're about seven or eight deep. We have not been seven or eight deep uh, in a long, long time. And now, I mean, we're we've used eight guys. We're at eight guys now. Are we nine deep? If we have to go to the ninth degree here, what what happens? you are going to be relying on some freshmen. I mean, just like the rest
2: of the offense.
0: So, I mean, you know, like uh, in the Northwestern game, a guy came out of nowhere named James Williams, made the spectacular play. He was all over the field. And uh, do we have a guy like that at the offensive line that could come in and you'd be like, wow, this guy is just kicking ass at guard, tackle, whatever you want to, whatever position. Do we have a guy like that?
2: Considering I didn't know who James Williams was until Saturday, uh, and probably Sunday, because I didn't really didn't know who he was when he was playing. Uh I I can't answer that because who knows? I, I assume somebody I assume somebody from the, the uh scout team probably got bumped up this week, though. At least one. I'm sure. Yeah, so crazy scenario but, but, there. But keep but keep in mind, this is uh Matt rules Forte. He he likes to bring a guy that comes off the scout team and ends up playing a lot of, or starting by the end of the season. We talked about that at the beginning of the year. I don't think we thought it was gonna be because of injuries, but Yeah.
0: It's this is could, it decimated. could happen. Completely decimated. Uh okay. So let's get into the Purdue preview. Uh Purdue is uh Two and five, one and three in conference. Nebraska's two and a half point favorites. So the weather, I want to talk about the weather for a second. We don't talk about weather a lot on this podcast, but I think it is of note here. Tyler, how's that weather look like in Lincoln on Saturday?
1: Well, the official weather report for Saturday uh, looks like we will see some moisture in a cooler day. Uh, right now, the high is set to be 40 degrees uh, with rain and snow as a possibilities. Uh, so it could be a really interesting day.
2: And this weather report was brought to you by Jeff the Weatherman Sims.
0: <laughs> well played, well played. Uh, <laughs> damn you, Derek. Tyler, are you going to go to the game? Hell no.
2: <laughs> We're winning.
1: We're winning. Book it. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, I I have been to a, a few games this year, and luckily, we have a winning record when I'm there. We have played. Th- we're three and one. So we're just gonna. I know, but
2: it's so fun to give you help. I
1: know, but you know what though? No, I, I I'm looking forward to being warm this week. Uh, that does not sound appealing. I think I think I'll go to Maryland. I think that'll be my next game. But yeah.
0: Okay. Good. Uh, Derek, let's get into the key stats of this matchup. As Patrick would say, oh, stat
2: boy. <laughs> well, there's a lot of them here. This is, uh, I, I hate I hate this stat just because it's kind of a boring stat, but tie up possession. Th- these two teams both have held on to the ball for more than half the game. They're averaging that. So it's going to be a, a fight at who can hold on to this ball. Uh, Purdue has a good pass offense and you wonder what the weather is going to do with their pass offense. Um, Nebraska's pass defense has been suspect at times, but again, the weather, you kind of wonder if it's going to really screw with things. They're not great at stopping the run. They've had troubles a little bit stopping running quarterbacks, especially Garrett Schrader out of Syracuse. Who they give up 195 yards and four touchdowns to? Uh, probably one of my biggest key stats here is is holding on to the football. Both these teams have been terrible at it this year. Uh, Purdue's had 13 fumbles. Nebraska's had 19 fumbles for a total of 13 or 32 fumbles throughout this season between these two teams.
0: How many of those fumbles were lost between the two?
2: Uh, Purdue has lost five and Nebraska's lost seven.
0: Okay. And expect those uh numbers to get even higher with given the uh weather.
2: Yeah, so again, yeah, weather is gonna play a big factor here. You could see the ball on the ground quite a bit in this game.
0: Uh Tyler, do you got any stats that you want to point out?
1: Well, this Purdue defense has not exactly been great this year. Ryan Walters comes from Illinois. Um, a lot of people had expectations that maybe he would start to do it. But right now, uh, Purdue ranks dead last in the Big Ten in scoring defense and second to last in the Big Ten in total defense. Uh, they have not been overly impressive. Uh, and Not necessarily a stat, but more of a trend line. I know everyone thinks of Purdue as a high-flying offense, and they've had – you know, moderate success uh, this year. But uh, in their last four games, they played Wisconsin, Illinois, Ohio State, and Iowa. If you take out the Illinois game, they have averaged 12.6 points per game. And if you take out the third quarter against Illinois where they score 21 points, they're averaging 15 points a game. So this is a team that's not averaging high numbers. And while their scoring offense is a little bit better if you look at the season a lot of it came in one quarter and against a pretty bad Fresno State team. A lot of their points have come there.
0: Uh Derek anything other to offer?
2: Uh they're they're a team that allows a lot of a lot of sacks. They've give, actually given up uh three more sacks than Nebraska has. They've given up 17, Nebraska's given up 14. Uh, that that number is skewed just a little bit because Iowa, who does not sack anybody, got six sacks against them. Um, and defensively, they they get some sacks though. That that there's that's a little scary. They're not averaging quite what Nebraska does in sacks, but I, I want people to understand this: they had three sacks against Ohio State, who just doesn't allow that to happen a ton. So to give up three to to get three sacks against Ohio State with an offensive line that we're not sure what they can do, this uh, Purdue defense could get a little scary when it comes to pressuring the quarterback.
1: Yeah, what? I, the, I, go ahead, Justin.
0: So one of the things that I was looking at here, and I lost my notes, that's why I had to go back to you, Derek. But uh, in the return game. Uh, In kick returns, Purdue is second in the nation in uh, kickoff returns and averaging 30. But they have Tyrone Tracy. uh, Tyrone Tracy Jr., he had one touchdown kick for a return, 98 yards, was in their opener against uh, Fresno State. Tyler, he was injured last week, and we don't know if he's going to be back this week yet. I went to the Purdue boards, couldn't find anything.
1: Uh, yeah, it's, it's Jekyll and Hyde a little bit on this special teams unit. I mean, they've did pretty good on punt return, too. They're fourth in Big Ten and punt returns. But the Hyde the of the matter is on kicking because they are dead last in the Big Ten in field goal percentage. They yeah. are three for nine, and they are the worst punting team in the Big Ten. So while they have Man. been explosive in punt, uh, in kicking, in returns, their kick game has not been strong. Yeah. Derek, you were going to add on there?
2: I was going to add on to there because they are the only Big Ten team to miss two extra points. Yeah, yeah, they're, so they're, their 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 kicking has been atrocious. Now I will say this: their starting kicker uh, had a blood clot, and he wasn't he was like one for three before he got went out. Right. And but they are expecting him to come back. Is he back? So this maybe they week or,
1: or oh, it's, it's,
2: it's not confirmed, but they said. He was better, and they were expecting him to be back this week. Huh. Yeah,
0: I mean, if field goals—if uh, this game comes down to field goals, which I kind of think it might especially a, with the weather. I mean, yeah, it's that's going to really hurt uh, Purdue's chances there. But yeah, I mean, I just thought the most interesting stats on this is in uh, Purdue's return game. Uh, punt returns also they have a pretty good uh, punt returner in TJ Sheffield uh, he's averaging 11.4 yards a return which is pretty darn good why don't we have something like that why can't Nebraska have a punt returner like that
2: because we get hurt too much
0: yeah uh, taller key personnel to watch out for I think we just named a few so <laughs> any anyone else here
1: Well, I mean, I think you want to start with Hudson Card. I mean, he came over from Texas, um, big name. Um, I think a lot of hype and probably the best quarterback we will have faced so far out of the West we've played. But statistically, you know, seven touchdowns, five interceptions, 60% completion, not wow. Uh, They do have a two-headed attack at running back with Devin McAbee and Tyrone Tracy. Um, We talked about Tracy. We don't really know his update. And their key wide receiver is Dion Burks. He has 418 yards receiving on the season and five touchdowns. Uh, so definitely some talent there. Um, on the defensive side, uh, Derek, you, you highlighted the, the pass rush. Um, you're going to see it come from Kyron Jenkins and Nick. I'm going to butcher this last name, but uh, Scorton. Actually, that's not a hard name to say. I just couldn't read my handwriting. At first, uh, both <laughs> of them have seven tackles for losses, uh, Jenkins has five and a half sacks, uh, Skorton has four and a half. And then, uh, in the secondary, their leading tackler is Dion uh, Thineman. He is a freshman. He also leads the team in interceptions. So, uh, yeah, kind of three a,
0: interceptions.
1: Yeah. So yeah, L- lots of names you'll hear on Saturday. And I, if I took them all from all y'all, I apologize. So
0: no, I, I th- what I thought was interesting when you look at their defense both of their uh, leading uh, tacklers, their top two leading tacklers, are both defensive backs. Usually, you see linebackers there at the top, but it's in the defensive backs.
1: Well, they, but- they run a they run a three four, uh, and again, you talk about guys that are not necessarily you know explosive. I mean, you would probably kind of point to a little bit of that secondary uh, that linebacker core. They just really haven't produced interior. But what's interesting about this, you know, defense, is they have a lot of older players out there. So one thing that's just the dumbest thing in the world is how they do their depth chart. They they have a position called GR, which I'm a, or uh, an age of GR, which I'm assuming is graduate, but instead of just calling it a senior, but they have two GRs and a senior and a redshirt junior. Starting up their uh, their front four, uh, they have two uh, freshmen in their secondary starting, but they have a fifth-year senior, another senior, uh, a senior linebacker. I mean, th- for a team that's going to be rolling out a lot of freshmen and sophomores, we're playing the polar opposite on that defensive side.
2: But this is also a team that's given up a lot of explosive plays in the run game. Uh, they're 94th in the country in 10 plus yards, uh, giving up 38. Nebraska's doing well. They're 27th in the country with 43 plays of, of 43 y- or uh, of 10 plus yards. I they've given up some some really big plays in the run game. Uh, so it may, it's somewhere where, especially in this game, you're hoping Nebraska can exploit that.
1: Yeah.
0: So. Uh, let's uh, just keep on going with this and the keys to victory for Purdue. Derek, want to keep on going there?
2: Well, uh, to, to me, the keys for, for uh, Purdue here are uh, they, they need to get some explosive plays in the passing game. And that might be tough to do with the weather, but it's not impossible to do. Uh, Nebraska, they've stopped the run so well all year. And I, it's going to be tough for them, I think, to run the ball. And but if they can exploit our secondary and get some explosive pass plays, then I it, it becomes a scary moment for us. Uh, the other key is going to be again holding on to the ball and keeping keeping their offense
1: on the field and trying to wear our defense down. Tyler, well, I mean, I think what you've seen at Purdue and their two victories is, and this is kind of where Derek is alluding to, is they've gotten hot. Against Virginia Tech, they scored 17 points in a 15-minute stretch. I highlighted they scored 21 points in the third quarter against Illinois. So, Purdue, when they've found any success this season, it seems like it comes in very quick spurts. They get things going, and they just roll. And if the key to victory for Purdue is if they can do that against Nebraska, especially early on in the game, and force us to put the ball in the air and put us out of our rhythm, like, that that's what could happen. And Purdue has shown the ability in their victories of scoring very quickly. And so along the lines of Derek, but th- that that's the key to Purdue. If Purdue's going to win this game, they're going to come out and they're going to put Nebraska on their heels.
0: Yeah. So th- their defensive backs. They have six interceptions on the year. Uh, our wide receivers aren't great. We are down to playing freshman Malachi Coleman. Freshman he's going to walk to be on. getting another. What's that?
1: Freshman and walk-ons. So yeah, that's, that's freshman what walk-ons.
0: That's what, that's what we're rolling with at this point. Uh, Malachi Coleman, he's going to get his second start. Jaden Doss, he's going to be starting uh, at slot. And then you have uh, Alex Bullock's there. Ty Hahn, he's going to contribute. We, there's not a lot of bodies there. So you have the inexperience there. And then you also have the uh, a kind of like, a, not a ragtag, group of offensive linemen for Nebraska, but you have three replacements at an offensive line. And Ryan Walters, uh, he can he's gonna put some pressure. He is going to get to the quarterback. He's gonna test those offensive linemen. And I don't know if it sets up well uh with Henrik Harburg. Uh if we have to pass a lot by any chance, I mean, I don't know if this is a great recipe for him to find time and to throw to these uh, young receivers, now that Billy Kemp isn't there, uh, I think there could be the possibility of a lot of turnovers. And I think Purdue could force a little turnover. So I think that has to be a, one of their keys. Force some turnovers, and this game is damn near theirs. Anything there?
1: No, okay. I, I, I agree with you. That, that would be a way they could exploit us.
0: Uh, keys to, to victory for Nebraska, Tyler.
1: I, I'm going to say, don't give up touchdowns in the red zone. We talked about this in the Northwestern game. One of the most impressive things is when they got in the red zone, they had opportunities to score, and our defense showed up. We we talked about that in the stats breakdown that, hey, their kickers aren't great. Uh, have, have, they've been struggling. And when we get their defense in the red zone, or or I guess when they get our defense in the red zone, it is vital that we hold them to field goal attempts, and I think we have a defense that could do it. We've shown it over the last couple of weeks with the fourth down stand against Illinois, with uh, and then obviously last week against Northwestern that we can do that. But I think for us, not giving up touchdowns when they get inside and holding them, to, forcing them to kick, is really the key to victory for us. Well, Dress? just to
2: add, just just to add to that, Tyler, they they are 124th in the country in red zone offense. They have struggled to score once they get down there. Yeah, and a lot of that has to do with the missed field goals. But I mean, yes, that, that's a, that is a great key. Uh, to me, the key for Nebraska is uh, they have to establish the run game, and it has to be better. It has to be better than what it was against Northwestern. It, it just you have to get that game going. You, if if you're running the ball well, which you can do against this team, uh, it, it's going to be tough to slow us down. Again, like Justin was talking about, the keys for Purdue, if you force us into a lot of passing situations, it's going to probably cause a lot of problems.
1: So can I ask you guys this? Because something I've been swirling around, and some of this has to go with the Marcus Satterfield hate that just kind of irks me, is do you guys buy that we might have to pass early to be able to run the ball? Like, are we at a position, especially down three offensive linemen, that we're going to be able to go out there and say, mono imano, we're going to run the ball. or Especially if they go seven, eight guys in the box like we've seen over the last couple of weeks. Like, Are we in a position that... Or do we need to kind of throw early on and just get them on their heels a little bit?
0: As long as we don't throw the very first uh, play this game as an interception like against Northwestern. Don't, well, don't throw the interception, but... Don't throw the interception. I don't know. I am very curious on what the game plan will be to uh against this Purdue team. They're uh, so Purdue they're they're 2 and 5, right? But I don't think they're they're not a bad 2 and 5 they're, team.
2: They're they're the best 2 and 5 best team in the country. Best 2 and 5 team in the nation. They, they've had a tough schedule. They've had they're, a they're tough they've schedule.
0: Had... They've played pretty well in a lot of in a lot of their games. Uh I mean they they can score they they're can they're score
2: inconsistent. They are very inconsistent, just like Nebraska.
0: Very inconsistent. Yeah, I
2: mean, well, they've had some games where they look pretty good, but they've had some games where they just look like like crap. I mean, Fresno State losing to Fresno State, there's just no excuse for that. And what I get that what are you talking about? That's no
0: excuse. They're like six and one. They were ranked at one time. That's not a bad
2: loss. Uh, it's still a bad loss. You're a Big Ten team. That's a Playing bad a group loss. Of five team.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, okay, but. But the thing is, is this maybe their offense isn't that bad, but this defense is bad. I mean, they gave up twenty points to Iowa, thirty-eight points to Wisconsin. Like Wisconsin may not score thirty-eight points for the remaining of the season combined. Iowa may not score twenty points for the remainder of the season <laughs> combined. Like, I mean, this I mean, defense Sy- isn't Syrac- good. Syracuse like completely destroyed them. Yeah, I mean, their offense is adequate. Their, their- defense is. Bad. Again, they get after the quarterback, which makes them scary. And they can cause turnovers and make them scary. But if you protect the ball and protect the quarterback, this defense can't stop anyone. I mean, again, going back to the Iowa game. I mean, in that game, Iowa, they went ahead and ran the ball for 200... I'm sorry, 200, 181 yards. Had 291 yards total offense. Like, that's not... Iowa had two yards in the second half against Minnesota. I mean, like, that's a really bad showing against a really poor offense. And I, I I, think we're about the same as Iowa. Like, I mean, I hate to say that, but, like, where we are with all the injuries, our offense is probably adequate. I feel like we should be able to do similar type numbers and our defense is probably similar. I think it's a very similar game to that Iowa game.
0: I don't disagree with that, actually. I mean, I think...
1: You know, uh,
0: putting us up against Iowa. I mean, I think that is very a fair comparison at this point because that, out of all the teams in the Big Ten, I think we were closest to Iowa. I do think we have run the all ball better.
1: I do think we, <laughs> if we were healthy, we'd run the ball better than Iowa.
0: Yeah. So, what do you expect out of uh, the run game this week, Tyler? I mean, Anthony Grant, Emmett uh,
1: Johnson. I mean I, I don't know. You I You
2: almost said Emmett Smith.
1: God, can he come out? Can, can he come he? back? Can, <laughs> I don't know? care. I
0: don't care if he's fifty five years old. Play.
1: Yeah, I I am tired trying to figure what they're gonna do at that running back room. Uh, I, I have no idea. I just I what I do know is that Harburg's going to run the ball more than fifteen times. That, that that is what i know was what he probably will lead the team and carries this week. I uh, yeah,
0: i completely agree with that. I think you have to at this I, point. I think
1: I
2: think it's a must. I not because the running backs are bad, but i mean, he's your greatest weapon when it comes to running the ball.
0: So, as we look at which team needs this win more for bowl eligibility because Nebraska's sitting at 4 and 3 right now. 5 we got to an okay schedule, but Purdue on the other hand, uh, Purdue's sitting at two wins and they have, after this game, Michigan, Minnesota, Northwestern and Indiana. I mean, outside it's of very... Michigan, they have three games that they could get there. Who needs it more, but, Derek? I'm going to go Purdue.
2: Now, I'm, I'm hoping it don't happen, but I, I think Nebraska has a better chance with their schedule to win two more than... I mean, if, if Purdue loses this, they have to beat Michigan, yeah, to yeah. get bowl eligible. So I, so
1: I think because of that, it has to be Purdue. I mean, this is clearly a bigger game for Purdue to Nebraska. I mean, if we lose this game, I still think we have a very viable path to a bowl. If Purdue loses this game, I think the window's dead. It's closed, and Purdue's coming off their bye week. Like, from an emotional drain, if you come off your bye week and lose, and now all of a sudden, bull hopes are done, you're dead, like, it's something that you can definitely start seeing a team, it gets away from them from there, so I think this is a huge game for Purdue, and I think Ryan Walters is a great coach, And, and I don't know if you guys have heard the clip going around, but he's a Colorado guy, and he talks about his hatred for Nebraska, I... I have no doubt that Purdue is going to come in this game and, in a lot of ways, pretend like this is their national championship because it it is a must-win for them.
0: I used to like him until I heard that that clip that (laughs) he's a Colorado guy. I was like, oh, come on, serious?
1: Yeah, that's not so So,
0: great. Coming out of that bye week, though, I I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, Are we going to see the team that they put up against uh squared against Illinois where they dominated that game or are we going to see more of the team that
1: played Iowa I, again the 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 dominating the game is an interesting thing because they were up 3 into halftime i mean this this was very much a game going into halftime and all of a sudden they came out in that third quarter and i and honestly i was hoping to try to get the chance to watch it to see like did Illinois turn the ball over like how did that steamroll so quickly against them um I wasn't able to do that what I what what I do know there wasn't giant passes it wasn't like they were scoring on 70 yard bombs or kick returns or pick sixes so I I don't know what happened um any of our listeners if you watch that game feel free to give me the breakdown or you guys remember that game but I I I don't know what happened, but I I don't think they dominated Illinois the way that you know you're alluding to. I mean that the yards were almost identical. It's it just the third quarter got away from Illinois.
0: Well, looks like an ass whooping on the scoreboard. That's for I mean
1: 400 sure. yards to 375. I mean, I mean I don't know. I mean it's Illinois t- had 83 p- penalty yards. To, to me, this they are very
2: Illinois esque. I, I think they have a lot of similarities to Illinois. They're, I mean, offensively, they they rank really close to what Illinois has done. Defensively, they rank pretty close to what Illinois has done. I mean, this is probably the closest to the Illinois game that we're going to see again.
1: I yeah.
2: I'm not saying I'm not saying the outcome will be the same. I'm just saying I I think this is as close to what we're going to see with the remainder of our schedule.
1: You're right, Derek. I mean, the, the pass rush is very like reminiscent of what I think Illinois is. Maybe this is still a preseason bias, but I still think Illinois has more talent in that offensive. Uh, in, I'm sorry. In the offensive line and on defense, than what Purdue has. Um, I mean, Purdue's offensive line has been banged up a little bit. I, I don't know. It's not a bad comp. Not a bad comp. I mean,
2: their, their offensive line's miss, I mean, potentially could be missing three guys, two. I mean, they, they've got uh, Marcus Zimbao, who's out for the season. I don't know how quite how long he's been out. Uh, Luke Griffin got hurt against Ohio State. I don't think they're expecting him back. And Main Musa which is their other tackle, Uh, Mbaw was their other tackle. And he he was hurt, but they're kind of expecting him back this week. But if he don't come back and you're replacing both those tackles and and a guard, I mean, they could be in the same boat as Nebraska.
0: What's your confidence level that Nebraska's going to come out with a win here? I know we're going to get to our score predictions here soon, but, I mean, how confident do you feel about your score prediction?
2: I mean, what are we voting here? I mean, like winning. Well, I understand it. Are we doing a one to ten vote here? A percentage vote, or
0: whatever you want to offer.
2: (laughs) I'll I'll give give a six out of ten.
0: I'm pretty
2: fairly confident we'll win, but not overly confident.
0: We could just, you know, little over (laughs) a little over even. I guess I don't know. Yeah, Tyler.
1: I, I would say that if if I was a, I mean nine out of ten against Northwestern, I I'm just a hair below where I was for Northwestern. I guess is really where my head is at. I, I I so I don't know. I mean eight out of ten, seven and a half out of ten. I I'm I'm still pretty confident. I I just I think that if not now on offense, I don't know what it. This is the worst defense we will play for the worst and the rest of the year and. If, if we can't amount something... And I also think this defense is going to play inspired. I think they know all the injuries. I think they know they've got to carry the team. I think they have the confidence because they've done it now. They did it completely against Northwestern. I think they're playing with a lot of confidence at home. I, I'm, I'm pretty confident in this game. But, yeah.
0: I think on Sunday, I might have been like at a 7 or 8 out of 10 in confidence level. But given the fact that we have three offensive linemen down... Uh, and then the weather, the weather scares me. I, I think with those two things combined, I just fear that there's going to be some turnovers. And I think that's where, if Nebraska's going to fall apart, it's going to be with the turnovers there. So that's the part that's, that truly scares me. So I'm I'm probably with Derek now at but, a 6 out of six. Out of but, keep,
2: but keep in mind, they have a tendency to turn the ball over as well. well I know. I, mean,
0: I know, but... I, it, I don't I think our offensive our offensive line the impact of the offensive line is very significant. I don't think this is just a minor thing. I know that there's some experience with Latovsky and uh, a little bit of Prohaska. Well, maybe it's Latovsky. Prohaska he he's played minimally this year and he hasn't impressed this year at all. Uh, Jenkins, I think he's a promi- he'll be a promising guy eventually, but. Can he, can he come in and play a full game as the guy? We don't know yet. We don't know yet. There's a lot of inexperience there. So that's the part that scares me. And these guys, once he get on the offensive line with uh, uh, Ben Scott and uh, Ben Hart, I mean, that's a whole new offensive line trying to gel together for the first time in a game atmosphere in this manner.
2: But but again, they could be in the same boat.
0: Why do they have three offensive linemen out too? Yeah, I just said that.
1: Where have you oh. been, Justin? I don't know, I've been sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All
2: right, bold predictions, Derek. All right. I'm going to I'm going to go with the passing game here. And I think Nebraska with the defense as good as it has been and with the weather, that we hold, Purdue to under two hundred twenty yards passing. Okay, huh? that's your bold prediction. Okay, yeah.
0: Okay,
1: Could, couldn't have gone the flat two hundred, but okay.
2: I, I thought about it, but I thought that might be a little too
1: low. A little too low. I, I'm going to say Nebraska plays a turnover free game. I I wow. I I I think that you know what. Whatever happened last week with Harburg, I think that he plays a little bit more intelligent outside of Harburg in that quarterback room. We really haven't been a turnover prone team, uh, besides quarterbacks. And I mean the running backs on the year have three fumbles. Well, so I mean it's not and, and and to
2: and to your point, like I know there was a lot of turnovers last week with well, there was not a lot, there was two. But they were early. And after that after those two he settled down. Yeah.
1: Kind of and, figured his shit out a little bit after that. And I think the coaches are on him, and I think he knows that we have we, because the the way I know I said it, Purdue's gonna win is gonna. I don't remember what I said for the breakdown there. I think uh, I think I said I don't. They they get off the score a bunch, but the reality is the way that Purdue's gonna win this game is if we turn the ball over. But whoever said that was their key to victory. I mean, if Nebraska gives them extra opportunities and puts our defense at bad spots. That's how we really lose this game. And I think we know that. And we're going to play a little bit extra conservative and a little bit more smart. And I think we clean that up.
2: It's it's another game that if Nebraska loses, it's because they beat themselves.
0: Yeah, I, I, I can see that. So my bold, bold prediction is uh, Harburg runs for 100 yards. I think we're going to have to run him. We're going to have to run him a lot. I don't think we want to throw Uh, very much. So if you have to run Harburg twenty times a game, just do it. Do it and get out of the. uh, Get out with a win. He is our best uh, asset to run the ball. He really is. Emmett Johnson. He's looked good a couple last couple of games. Anthony Grant. Tyler, Tyler. There you go. Rolling your eyes about Emmett Johnson.
1: He looked good last week. He looked really good last week.
2: That was his first real play. I mean. He got the start, and he played. He played a lot of plays, and and I will say this: if, if so, I read this after the game, and I didn't read it till I think yesterday. Otherwise, I'd have brought it up during the uh, reaction episode. But if I have any complaint about Marcus Satterfield on this last game, it's this right here. So I read that at the end of the third quarter, Emmett Johnson had. However many carries for six point seven yards a carry. He has sixty seven yards. I think he had 10, 10 carries for sixty seven yards. I, I know he was averaging six point seven yards a carry. In the fourth quarter, he carried the ball twice. Like, don't stop giving the I mean play the hot hand. Like, if he's running the ball that way, yeah. let him run the ball. But Derek, I'm me- not saying I'm not saying you gotta give it to him twenty times. I'm not even saying you gotta give it to him ten or five just give it to him five or six more times, not two. Come okay, on. but
1: Derek, Derek I, I don't disagree with your premise. But here here is the offensive plays that we did in the fourth quarter. We threw the ball three times, and we ran the ball seven. And three of them were Harburg, two was Johnson, one was Fleeks, and one was Grant. And obviously the one one of the passes was the 44-yard touchdown. So, I mean, I, I get it. It, but it wasn't like we had the ball a lot in the fourth quarter. There was
2: no reason to give Josh Fleeks the ball,
1: and maybe no reason to give Anthony. And maybe Grant no the ball. reason to
2: give Anthony Grant the ball at that
1: point. Yeah, I mean,
2: they obviously. I'm yeah. not again. Again, I'm not saying right. I'm like a uh horse here, but come on, give it to him more than two times. I <laughs> the guy's been running the ball well for you, Derek.
0: How do you see this game playing out?
2: Oh, it's going to be a sloppy, messy game. Mm-hmm. I think. I, I I think this is going to be a very low-scoring game. I I, I just I, I think our defense will do a what they've been doing, and our offense is going to continue to struggle. I I, I think you're going to see the. I, I disagree with Todd. I think you're going to see a lot of balls put on the ground by both teams. Uh, the wet football is going to really screw things up. And I, I, it's just going to be a sloppy game. But Nebraska's figuring out ways to win sloppy games. So
1: I hope Nick can continue. Uh, Tyler. I mean, very similar to Derek. I think there's going to be a lot of field goals attempted in this game. But uh, my, my, my secondary bold prediction is I think there will be at least eight field goals attempted in this game. If there's
0: eight field goals attempted in this game, Nebraska wins hands down. Tristan Alvano, with all of his struggles that he's had this year, I think he's finally figuring it out. He is a better field goal kicker than what Purdue is going to march for. I
1: get it. I I agree. But I I, I just think teams are going to have, I mean, I think we're going to have both teams are going to have a hard time finding the end zone. I think that Purdue's passing attack can do something against us. They're going to move the ball a little bit, at least in between the 20s. So I don't think we're going to shut them out. I think we're going to have some three out, three and outs in there. That's going to give them extra opportunities. But we'll get enough going on the ground that that we'll we'll move the ball uh, some series as well. Maybe some. Derek brought up the explosive runs. I love that stat. I think we will see some explosive runs uh, this week. So I I mean I think we'll get our yards, but I think there'll be a lot of field goals kicked.
0: Okay, I buy that. Yeah, I think it's going to be a sloppy game. Also. Uh, it's not going to be a turnover-free game. If there was, if I could bet that line, I would bet that there was at least two turnovers, <laughs> at least two turnovers
1: by Nebraska.
0: Total. I mean, well,
1: I, I said I, I was talking about Nebraska. I didn't see. I, if, if you misheard my stat. I mean, my bold prediction is Nebraska is playing turnover.
0: Nebraska turnover. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I'll still take at least one. Probably two. I'd probably take two. In this game. <laughs> I mean, uh, but no, sloppy game, low scoring. The over and under on this game is 40. And uh, we're, we are approaching that Iowa territory. Once we get to the 30s on these over and unders, uh, we are Iowa. So uh, score prediction time, Tyler.
1: Well, I kind of hit my hand on the lot of field goals, but I'm going to go Nebraska winning and covering 23 to 9. Twenty-three
2: to nine, nice. Derek, I see this being a much closer game. I, I think I do think Purdue is a better team than their two and five record suggests. Uh, I think this is a very tough game for Nebraska. Ultimately, I think their defense is good enough to stop them, but I just can't see Nebraska scoring a lot of points. I don't think we're. I don't see twenty points scored in this game total. Wow, I, I see this being like Michigan State twenty eighteen, the snow game. I, I, I'm going to say Nebraska ten and uh, Purdue. I'll go
0: nine. Holy smokes, what a snoozer of a game that'll be! Talk about that's, sloppy. That's a sloppy game right there. That's
2: what I envision.
0: I think there's going to be a. I think there's going to be a few more touchdowns than that. Not many. Uh, but I think it's gonna go under the forty uh, I think Nebraska edges Purdue out twenty to seventeen uh we get the win but this game I'm telling you guys this scares me out of uh I don't know how
2: I don't know how you could possibly think Purdue is gonna score seventeen on us
0: because i I'm telling you i I think we will turn the ball over and it's just gonna
2: give him short fields I just see that happening I just i even if that happens, I just don't see them getting more than field goals.
0: How many sacks do you think that uh, they'll
1: get against us? Not as many as we get against them. I mean, I not as many tough. as we get against. Oh, really? <laughs> we will get more sacks against them. I'm not, I mean, then they will get against us. One opportunities. I mean, we're gonna. I mean, they're gonna throw thirty-five times. We'll Could we
0: com- tw- Could both teams combine for fifteen plus sacks?
2: No, but most of their sacks came against Illinois and Syracuse. They had six against Illinois and five against Syracuse.
1: I mean, I don't think we're going to get another eight sack performance, only have, but they
2: only have one against Wisconsin, one against Iowa, three against Virginia Tech, two against Fresno State and three and three against Ohio State.
1: I, I would be shocked if there's double digit sacks on the day.
0: Double ditch okay. Be shocked.
2: I don't think I don't think Nebraska will throw the ball enough times to get that many sacks for them, unless we get down a lot. I, and I don't, I just don't see that. I, this defense isn't going to allow that to happen. I don't think. This
0: I'm very intrigued by this game. This is uh, I haven't had this much intrigue in uh, recent weeks, but. This one definitely intrigues me because I do not know what to expect. I truly don't. Derek, I'm I'm with you. I think Purdue's better than their record. And with all the injuries on our offense, God dang, I'm scared. Uh, all right. Games of the week against the spread. Last week was our first unanimous winning week. All three of us were over 500. Uh, Derek, me and you, we went three and two. Tyler, you had another four and win. Four and one performance.
2: So And you and you know what? Fuck Illinois for that. Because they're the ones that screwed me out of that one one game that would have made me above Tyler. Hey. And they should have won that game. They should have won that game. I
1: think I was on Illinois. I think that was my I mean if you want to I had
2: Wisconsin.
1: I think that was my one miss. Did you? Okay. I, I thought you had Wisconsin yeah. too, but So I'm with you. Screw it. that was bullshit. That's how Justin <laughs> Justin gets the lucky breaks is how he's still alive. I mean, you, that, you, know, you know, it's barely. it's so
2: frustrating because <laughs> could you imagine if Wisconsin and Iowa both had two losses in the division already? would be great. And that should that should have happened. It really should have.
0: So hey, let's talk about that real quick. Big Ten. Do you want to win the Big Ten West, Tyler?
1: Yes. One hundred percent. Yes, I know we're probably not going to win the Big Ten Championship, but I want the opportunity. Yes, 100 out of 100 times, I want to be in that championship game.
2: Derek, do you agree? Probably, but I don't want to face one of those top three teams.
1: Well, of course you're going to face one of the top three teams. (laughs) Maryland's not winning.
2: I get it, but what I'm saying is I don't really want to face Penn State. I don't want to face Michigan again
1: and i don't want to play face uh Ohio sure state. Play Ohio state yeah well, i don't i don't want to play michigan i don't they know all of our signals so let me pay a team that doesn't know our signals <laughs> and see what they do again well, I,
2: I hope we change them this time if we have to play them again uh but if if you're going to tell me that Nebraska is good enough to go to the championship game that tells me we've won at least probably four of the next five games yeah at least yeah i, I yeah i i got i got to say yes i'm Perfectly fine. So you mm-hmm.
0: want to roll into that Big Ten championship game with an eight and four record and you're feeling good?
2: I mean, it's pretty typical. I mean, that's it's not that uncommon for the Big Ten West to take a eight and four or nine and three team to the championship game.
1: Yeah, let's 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 bring this loser mentality home, Justin. What do you hey, think?
0: I am completely content in rolling in and finishing second in the Big Ten West. There's no need to go. To square off again against those three teams, it, it'd be an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment. It does nothing for you.
2: It gets you an extra. It gets an extra week of practice.
0: You're gonna get those practices anyway with uh, the no, bull
2: eligibility. Not. You're gonna get fifteen practices for the bowl eligibility plus another week. You know what? For the as decimated
0: game. as this team is, they could use a full <laughs> week off. Okay? Go ahead and recover. That's what they need. I in my they life They don't need to go get their asses kicked anymore against one of these teams.
1: Have they never don't. I have never heard a more loser mentality than hey, I don't want to play for the championship. Why would I want to play for the championship? I mean how
2: how shitty how shitty for the Big Ten would it be for Nebraska to win the championship? That would be amazing.
0: That would be an embarrassment. It would be an embarrassment. It would be the greatest moment. It would be the great moment. You've got
1: to be kidding me.
2: For a Nebraska fan, it would be a great moment. For the Big Ten,
1: it would be an embarrassment. Oh, it would be great. The Big Ten would be thrilled. Nebraska's back on top where we belong, baby. <laughs> back on top.
0: Back on top. Losing 63-4. to 4. No, would be four. Six. Two safeties. Well, I mean our defense is pretty good. Maybe five. <laughs> Sixty-four
1: five. Whatever. I'm just saying I wait so so the backstory on this for all of our listeners, we were talking about this in chat. And Justin's like, when all of the offensive linemen injuries he's like, Well, I my comment was there goes the West. And he's like, Is that a bad thing? I'm like, Yes, that's a bad thing. Why would I not want to play for the championship? Of course I do. If you told me Nebraska somehow got in the college football playoff, like all the other teams forfeited and they put us in the playoff, I would be thrilled. Give us a chance for the championship, baby. That is the word
0: it's not even the same thing.
1: It's the exact same thing.
0: When you're so, if you're going to be considered for the playoff, no, right? I'm saying,
1: I'm saying, 38 other teams forfeit and they say, well, we got oh to find someone. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: so. You're not talking about a good team getting into the playoff. You're talking about the shiniest turd.
1: I'm saying the shiniest turd left in the the bowl. You have a floater afterwards. That would be Nebraska, and we get in the playoffs. Hey, I'm all for it. And this defense would lead the way. Damn right. Going for the championship, baby. Oh, my God. Games of the
0: week. Games of the week. Tyler, that is just... (laughs) That's so terrible. That's that's a terrible analogy. You have to, it's a
1: great analogy. You have
0: to talk about 38 teams saying, fuck it, I ain't doing this stuff.
1: Maybe it's 21. I don't know. I mean, I don't know exact numbers.
2: <laughs> you think we'll be. Ra- a, what? All, right. It, All right. It's steak sauce, Justin.
0: It's. <laughs> wait, is it A1? Is, is that what it is? It's A1 that's, or Heinz 57? What, what is it, Tyler? You,
1: no, you guys were A1. We're what? A1 and <laughs> you're, you're Heinz 57? Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> Is that what it is? Well,
1: what, where are we out in the standings for Games of the Week? <laughs> I,
0: I already said, you're 4-1, me and Derek Well, last week, what are
1: we total? Me and Derek are tied again for the first? Oh,
0: oh. 2017-3 se- Me and Derek? is
1: what both of you guys are.
0: Okay. So this week, for where Games you, of the Week, this week for Games of the Week, I'm 11-26-3. Do not listen <laughs> to me, okay? I'm going to throw out some picks. Just just. Skip it. Yeah, I was trying to avoid that. All right. Uh, pretty good games this week, guys. Number six, Oklahoma, minus nine and a half at Kansas. Uh, Tyler.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go Oklahoma in this game. I mean, I think Oklahoma is rolling right now. I think they are looking like a playoff team. Uh, I, I, I really like what they're doing. Um Obviously, last week against UCF coming off the emotional victory in the bye week against Texas, they didn't really show out. I think they kind of right the ship this week and just dominate uh, Kansas on the road.
2: Derek? Uh, I'll agree with you, Tyler, on this one. Oklahoma, I think, covers. uh, This is the craziest thing to me because Brett Venables, looked like he could be on a hot seat starting this season because everybody was so mad at him for for how bad Oklahoma was last year. And all of a sudden, he looks like he could possibly get him back to the playoff Out, all in his second year. Uh, Kansas started off the year really strong. Their offense is really good. Their defense is okay, but Lance just he he doesn't quite have enough firepower to go
1: against Oklahoma. I think that Kansas, you bought a little bit more after they dominated Illinois. And then you saw what Illinois became. And you're like, ooh, is that as good a victory as we thought?
0: Yeah, I I completely agree. We've talked about Kansas in the games of the week uh, a couple of times this year. I think this is the third time this year. I'm not falling for the banana in the tailpipe. I'm not falling for the banana tailpipe. I'm going with Oklahoma. I know that they uh, had a scary game against UCF last week. Uh, That was a very that was a fun game to watch. I saw I got to see the end of it, but uh, I think it's an overreaction. I think Oklahoma really is a better team, and I think they're going to come out. I think they'll destroy uh, Kansas. Number eight, Oregon minus six and a half at Utah. Tyler.
1: Well, I mean. Oregon last week against Washington State did not play their best game, and they still won by 14 points. But I think Utah is a different weight class, a little bit better of an opponent. They just came off that big victory against uh, uh, USC. Um, I'm not sure. What, uh, what was the spread, Justin? Four and a half? Six and a half. Six and a half. I didn't write the number down. I'm not sure that Utah wins this game, but I, I do think that they cover that at home. I think they could play that a little bit closer, so I got Utah.
0: Derek. Uh,
2: I, again, I agree with what you just said. I, Utah, for some reason, is just not getting any credit they deserve. Uh, they continue to do what they have to do. They just got done beating USC who no one thought they could, or not. I'm saying no one, but the, 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 the big wigs, uh, the ESPNs and the Foxes. No, no one thought they could beat them. And they did, uh, Utah's defense is really, really good, and Oregon has a good defense as well. But I, I just, I this line really blows me away. I cannot figure out why Oregon is six and a half point favorites at Utah. If it was at home, maybe I could see it, but being at Utah, just I don't, I don't see Oregon be able to cover this. So,
0: yes, you're both right. Uh Utah and Oregon, they both have great defenses. Great defenses. But in this game, I'm going to side with the one team that has a superior offense, and that's Oregon. I mean, Oregon is putting up yards. They're putting up points. Utah, they have a great defense, but they can't score. They're not going to score. They will not keep it within seven. So uh, give me Oregon in this one. Tyler, I see you fist pumping, but you're just going to go down. Number 20, Duke, at number 16, Louisville. Louisville is four and a half point favorites. Tyler.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I Louisville a couple weeks ago beat Notre Dame. Uh Then all of a sudden they, they shit the bed two weeks ago against Pittsburgh. Um, Duke comes off of a really bad loss against FSU. Gives up 21 points in the fourth quarter i I think ultimately Louisville with a fresh week off the bye and the way that Duke lost that game I, I'm gonna go Louisville to cover this game.
2: Great pick. Derek. Well damn it, I kind of feel like I should just pick Duke just to go against you but 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 I can't because I I think Duke started off the year like Duke with their with their hair on fire. I mean, they started off really, really good and they kind of seem to be slipping a little bit now. Louisville, I know they kind of had that letdown against Pitt. uh, But I think that had a lot to do with just beating Notre Dame and not getting their head in the game against Pitt. I don't think they're going to let it happen again. they got a bye week. Alien neck, Jeff Brom, will get that team going. Stop
0: calling him alien neck. That's rude. We'll get the
2: alien removed.
0: Hey, I'm with you. I like Louisville also. Uh, Duke is my other. Not falling for the banana in the tailpipe. I I have this terrible record because I've gone with Duke and Kansas. I'm not falling for it anymore. I'm going. It's with not Louisville. basketball, Justin. I know. I know. It's like I I I I thought that they were. They're not who I thought they were. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Oh, give me a Louisville. Number three, Ohio State, 14.5-point favorites at Wisconsin. Tanner?
1: I don't know if Wisconsin scores in this game. Ohio State's defense is just absolutely unbelievable. No Tanner Mordecai for Wisconsin. I I, I don't know what was Ohio State's offense is going to do, but I certainly think they're going to put up at least 20-some points. Um, I It could be bigger than the 14.5, but... I, I think this is the easiest game to pick all weekend.
2: Derek. Yeah, I, if if we were doing locks of the week, this would be my lock of the week. I would bet my paycheck just about on on Ohio State the, to cover the this.
1: The only way Ohio State does it is if they emotionally let down after that uh, Penn State game.
2: And that, and that is possible. I just, it's at Wisconsin. It's a tough place to play. I just I, Tyler, you mentioned all the things like no Tanner Mordecai, uh, Bradley and Allen hasn't been quite what they thought. I mean, he's probably not as good. He's better than what his numbers are showing. I Ohio State's defense just looks so good right now. Their offense is still scoring enough points. I I, I think this is pretty easy. I Ohio State.
0: Yeah, I have Ohio State also. You know, I don't. I need to go back and look at this, but I am pretty sure that our record, when all three of us agree on a game, I think the uh, our record is like very, very high, like eighty so percent.
1: It's, it's rare. It's, it's rare. rare.
0: It it doesn't happen. So right now, we're all agreeing on uh, Oklahoma. Louisville, and again, Ohio State. So, I think uh, I'm feeling inspired and going to empty my account tonight. Uh, Michigan State at Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota's seven-point favorites. This is a look-ahead game because Michigan State's our next opponent. Tyler.
1: So, I guys, I don't know if you know this about me, but I believe in the football gods. And P.J. Fleck has taunted the football gods immensely after that Iowa game. They got a bullshit penalty is the reason they won that. He ends up blowing kisses and waving and all that shit after the game. I think he has taunted the football gods. I'm not sure Michigan State wins this game, but I think they are I don't think Minnesota is 7 points better than them. So I like Michigan State to cover and I damn near want to pull have them pull the upset this week.
0: So I thought you were talking about tempting the football gods by having sex with the uh, axe trophy with his wife. <laughs> what? What? He he took that axe trophy or whatever the hell it was, and he slept. It's with a pig.
1: A... <laughs> it was a pig. That's it's, even. Worse. It's not an axe. That's Wisconsin.
0: Oh, he slept with a pig.
1: He have you ever sex seen with the his gentleman life with a
0: pig, not an axe?
1: If any of our listeners have not seen the movie "The Gentleman," watch that movie. One of the best movies that's come out in the last decade. Amazing. The pig sex will make a little bit more sense after that.
0: So is it really a pig?
1: I, I'm pretty sure that's the. I mean. I'm not gonna lie, I don't really get all into the Wisconsin Minnesota rivalry, but I'm pretty sure there's a pig involved in that trophy. Isn't it the golden hog or something? I don't remember what it's called, but it
2: is a pig, yes.
0: Alright, so he took it to a bed and he was bragging about like sleeping with it and his wife, so. If that doesn't anger the football gods, then I don't know. Anyway, it I definitely all, angers
1: the football gods.
0: I say all that to say this. I got Michigan State all the way. (laughs) Derek?
2: All right. So, I I, I will disagree with you guys on this one. I I think Michigan State has given up on their season. They've lost the last five games. Uh, They're just not playing good football. They've gotten pretty much destroyed by everybody they've played in the last five games. I I think Minnesota wins this game fairly easily. Okay. You think...
0: I mean, I don't think that they've given up. I mean, they've, they've got blown out by Michigan. They got blown out by Washington and Maryland. Both of those are high-scoring offenses. Minnesota's not a high-scoring offense. They played they well against Iowa, they... and they blew it against Ruggers. They could have beat Ruggers. Ruggers, Ruggers is the... bowl-eligible.
1: That, that was was impressive uh, game, but they gave up twenty and I And I think
2: there. I think when they played Rutgers, they hadn't given up on the season yet. I think at this point they have.
1: That Michigan that Michigan loss is bad. I mean that Michigan loss, I I didn't bet on it, but I about bet Michigan State. I thought I thought if there was one game they would show up for, it would be that game, and I I could not have been more wrong. It's, and it's because the damn signals are stolen cheaters 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 well
2: if the signals were stolen then it's on michigan state because that came out before the game and michigan state was warned that this was happening they they, they had their backup signals they had their backup (laughs) signals well apparently their backup signals looked a lot like their original signals all right
0: well we'll see uh we got a lot of agreements here, so hopefully we all have a, uh, a positive week again this week. So that'll be fun. Uh, anything else, guys? Excited for the cold weather in Nebraska?
2: Kick some Purdue Boilermaker ass.
0: Hey, I'm still golfing down here in Texas, by the way. I got two more weeks left in league
2: golf.
1: Just shut the hell up. Just shut the hell it's up. Let's so get out of here. here. so beautiful here. So beautiful
0: here. So enjoy that cold weather.
2: I hope you lose 20 balls.
1: Why are you wishing him good luck? Why would you <laughs> wish him good luck?
0: <laughs> All right. Special thanks to our producer, Connor Russell, for putting this audio together for us. Be sure to follow the Husker Cuscast on Twitter, at Husker Custcast. Like us on Facebook. Look for episodes anywhere you get your podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, and don't forget to rate and review. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening, and as always, Go Big Red.